Welcome back to this episode of Ag on Tap. I'm Rusty Halverson. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And today, Sabrina, we're going to learn about alpacas. Alpacas. What do you know about alpacas? Um, I know they're sure-footed and they're sure-cute, and that's about it. <laughs> yes, they are. You know, that could describe you, I suppose. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we get an expert on the phone? Yes, we should. All right, we're calling up Jesse Monson of 107 Acres uh, in North Dakota. Okay, Jesse, thank you for your time today. Uh, let's just start uh, from a general uh, wide perspective. Uh, how did you get involved with alpacas, and uh, where did your interest in the animals begin? Well, um, I actually didn't have a clue about alpacas when we started with alpacas. I have always been okay, a horse well, person. All right, we're in the same boat there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the reason that I... Uh, got the farm or that we bought the farm, my husband, uh, Dirk, and I, was for my horses, and we wanted to put the horses in the backyard. And after the horses came, we had a couple friends say that, you know, alpaca could be a fun addition to our, our small farm. But at the time, we had no idea uh, what we would do with them or why we would want them. And the opportunity came up to look at a couple alpacas for sale not too far from us, and we decided to take a look. And uh, kind of instantly fell in love, not going to lie, and mm. decided that those two had to come home with us. Okay. And pretty soon, uh, things kind of expanded. We got a couple more here, a couple more there, and decided, you know what, we should really uh, figure out what to do with them and make a, a farm business out of these creatures. So we kind of went down that realm with the whole uh, fiber farm aspect, I guess you could say. And that's how I came about you. Actually, I was looking around for some local places to buy some yarn um, because I knit and somebody recommended um, your farm for not only a local place to buy yarn, but actually a local producer for yarn. Now, I don't know a whole lot about how yarn is actually made. Uh, is it a difficult process? And tell me what you do with the fibers uh, to make it sellable. Okay. So, with the alpacas, which is, well, of course, what we specialize in, they have to be sheared once a year, you know, a, a haircut, so to speak. And then from that point, we can take it and we sort through it and kind of decide what that quality of fiber will be good for in a product line. And then um, it gets cleaned. And previously, it had I had actually worked at Dakota Fiber Mill, and I would take it there to get processed. And uh, we're in the process of opening our own mill so we can do everything start to finish ourselves. But once it gets to the mill, then it is washed and carded. And at that point, it can be uh, roving or cloud, which you can do felting projects with. You can make dryer balls. You could hand spin it if you wanted, uh, that sort of thing. But if you want it into yarn, it has to go through a couple more uh, processes. And then it gets spun and plied and turned into yarn. And from that point, we take the yarn from our animals and turn it into other things besides selling it as yarn to, you know, individual uh, customers. We sell it on Etsy, that sort of thing. Just kind of depends at um, farmers markets in the Fargo area as well. But then we'll also take that yarn and turn it into scarves, hats, socks, the value-added agriculture products. So we're taking a raw good that we're producing and then, you know, adding a couple of steps in there and turning it into something that somebody could use right off the shelf as well. Okay. So we kind of have a little bit of a different 
you know, a wide range of markets, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Now, uh, from a production standpoint, you mentioned that you shear uh, once a year, and they look so cute after you do shear them up. But uh, is it is it similar to perhaps a, a wool producer, the shearing process? Uh, how, how do you go about that? It is kind of similar to a wool process, except it's a little different in that alpacas are... They like to fight, I guess you could say. Oh, oh no. They're feisty. They don't like to give in very easy. They're feisty. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. So for shearing them, we have a little bit different process than what you would see with, with sheep, but the concept's the same where they're using, you know, the sure. big electric shears. It gets done really fast, five to six minutes per alpaca, and then that's it. And so afterwards, they feel really good they got all that that heavy fleece off of them they usually first thing they do is go roll in the the dirt and the dust and itch their backs after <laughs> it's like when you when you have a big winter coat on and you take it off and, and it kind of feels nice to get that off your shoulder so yeah, yeah absolutely now when you say they're a, a little bit feisty uh herd yeah. guardians um i understand uh that they're very protective of, of their herd and uh another use that maybe folks wouldn't think about right offhand. And alpacas are not as good at guardians as their cousins, the llamas. Okay. Because they're a little bit smaller. Because alpacas are about 150 pounds on average as an adult and a little bit more timid than a llama. Um, If you only have to worry about fox for a predator, if you have them in a flock of something else, then they're not so bad. But if you have larger predators, alpacas are also... Um, their prey as well. So mm. that's what pe- people typically would use a llama or something bigger, a little more <laughs> aggressive, I guess you could say. But yes, they have been used uh, in certain areas of the world for that purpose, but most of the time they are used for fleece production. Okay. And when you say other areas of the world, uh, from what I've yeah. learned from just friends, uh, alpacas are very uh, sure-footed, and they, uh, in other parts of the world, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, they're used as pack animals in many countries of the world. Is that correct? Oh, llamas are, which, okay. again, they're a little bit little bit bigger, more robust, and alpacas are very sure, sure-footed, just like llamas, but they don't have the, the frame or the weight-carrying capacity like a llama would. So llamas, yes, beast of burdens and guard animals, they very much excel in that area. Alpacas have been kind of uh, domesticated in a way where primarily for fleece, they're a little bit smaller. Their um, skin cells, the follicles and stuff are really packed in with fleece versus some of the other um, beast of burden animals. So they've really been tuned in, I guess, for that fleece production more so than some of those other jobs that they're the cousin the llama has taken. Okay, so I'm learning. Thank you. <laughs> so then, yeah, I... no, it's all good, and that's a big part of it is learning the difference too between alpacas and llamas because they are related and they kind of have that uh, public eye right now. There's kind of a thing where people are figuring out what the differences are and what they're both good at. <laughs> so talking about um, alpacas and llamas, do alpacas spit like llamas do? Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they sure do, and it's it's not fun. Um, but they're a little more docile, so they 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 still have the same potent ability when it comes to spit. But most of the time, they don't do it at you unless you've really made them mad for some reason. If they have to be restrained for some sort of 
medical procedure or health checkup or that sort of thing. Or if you get in between them and their buddy when you're trying to feed them and someone's trying to uh, bicker to take the first bite. So that's usually when I get spit on. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, we're talking about an animal around 150 pounds that can spit. Are they, are they yeah. huggable? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so doggone soft looking. Yes. Some of them are huggable. Uh, I would say you know, the majority of alpacas are kind of standoffish. They like to be looked at but not necessarily touched, but they all have individual personalities. So we do have some that actually like to uh, have scratch on their neck or a little bit of a hug. So there's exceptions. So we were talking about yarn a few minutes ago, and I did buy some alpaca yarn that I'm currently knitting a scarf out of, and it is just the softest yarn that I've ever used. (laughs) So are alpacas, are they known for having just a very soft texture? Yes, they they have a very soft, very finesse, we call it, you know, how fine the fiber is. That's kind of what they're known for. Um, Even different qualities of that alpaca most of them are softer than what some people could think of other fibers were and it doesn't have that itchy feel to it like some wools might have so some people think you know you get a wool sweater it's going to be itchy well not all wool is that way but alpaca is usually kind of in a class of its own if you have good quality alpaca you're not going to have any of that either it's going to be super soft lightweight but very warm still kind of wicks the moisture and helps uh, thermal regulate without causing you to overheat, which is really nice. Okay. Now, you say uh, uh, you started uh, uh, with your horses and uh, got some alpacas, and uh, you and Dirk uh, just kind of added to uh, to the forum. Um, how does it work when it comes to markets for alpacas? Where do you find them? And then when it comes to baby alpacas, have you had any baby alpacas on the farm too? Oh, yes. We actually just got through what we call our Korea season in September. Uh, we choose to have them be born in September because the weather's nicer. We had eight babies this year. Oh. And usually we have four to four to six is our normal number. This year was a higher number for how many babies we had on the farm. But our, our biggest market... I guess is selling the fiber product is our number one goal sure. and then of course with with breeding you know you can only keep so many so you do have to find some other homes for these guys and uh, we have decided to be exclusively a fiber farm and not use them for their meat which you could do some places do some farms do we chose not to and most of the time when we're selling an animal we're selling it to another hobby farm or another alpaca farm looking to add to their herd, uh, you know, a, a fiber type scene. Um, we've sold some for pets, some to help start new breeding operations, just kind of depends. And most of it is in the region. And I'd say when we started six years ago in the alpaca world, there was only less than a handful of farms in North Dakota. And we've probably doubled that alpaca farm population in the state by helping get other farms started or uh, growing their herds as well. So with 2020 being the year that it is, uh, and so many things going virtual, I have to tell you, when I first checked out your website, I was so excited to see a little service that you're offering where you can have (laughs) an alpaca at your virtual meeting. You have to tell me about this. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of started because we usually try and do at least once a month. We have some sort of market or vendor event that we do to sell product at. And, of course, we've seen tons of cancellations this year with all that. So this spring, back in I think it was mid-April or so, 
um, I think it was a friend of my husband or a coworker. Somebody said that we should have an alpaca drop in their Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, well, we'll check it out. And then my husband got it set up. So he's, he's much more technologically savvy than I am. Where he could, <laughs> you, could, uh, <laughs> you could sign up on our website to have an alpaca drop in your meeting via Zoom or Teams or whatever platform you wanted to use. And it became a huge hit. And it allowed us to bring our alpacas and our story to people all over the country. We did not expect it to get as big as it did, but it it has been very popular and kind of let people know about us when we weren't able to take our product or our animals out into the public for, you know, several months this year. And it kind of helped with that. But we, we've done corporate meetings to birthday parties all over the country. We did some in Michigan, Texas, North Carolina, all over the place. It was kind of crazy. And some people found out through word of mouth and others just, I think, must have found us online somehow because there was no connection that I could figure out. Sure, sure. We usually have about a a 15-minute little video segment. We pop into a meeting or whatever, and... People love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, Jesse, when it comes to you and Dirk, uh, Sabrina and I, we're kind of flip-flopped on that because she's tech-savvy and I, you know, I could burn <laughs> toast and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I push all the buttons. <laughs> it takes all kinds, right? <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been so fun talking with you and learning about alpacas because clearly we had a lot to learn (laughs) so can you please share with us jesse uh uh, the website that folks can kind of check you out and learn more yes Uh, 107acres.com is where you'll find information about us our farm booking your virtual alpaca meeting also has the shop button that takes you to our etsy store if you wish to look at our products we have most of our products online there as well and that's just all spelled out like our farm name, T-E-N-S-E-V-E-N-A-C-R-E-S.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Jesse. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. Yeah, good. <laughs> we think <laughs> so, good. too. Good feedback. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jesse, uh, I'll let Sabrina wrap things up, but thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for teaching me some stuff today. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thanks for talking to us. All right, Rusty, I am absolutely hiring an alpaca for the next virtual meeting I have to go to. Okay, I would rather they show up on screen than my face, so yes. (laughs) I just think that's such a great idea. I have a board meeting coming up in, I don't know, like eight weeks or something, and uh, what if I have the alpaca show up instead of me? Oh. Yeah, right? That would be fun. What if it spits? That'd be okay. (laughs) It's a board meeting. (laughs) All right. I think we better call it quits there. Thanks for listening this far. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening once again to Ag on Tap. I'm Rusty Halverson. I'm Sabrina Halverson, and we'll talk to you next time.